Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Jared Kushner disses Jeff Sessions. And it's not the good time law that's the problem. Also, Warden says the skirt was too short to watch an execution. Why, the cheap ball-flushing swine, he'll never get away with it, I tell you. He'll never get away with it. So I guess open-toed shoes and killing don't go together. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter and all-around great guy at APR. Welcome back. Welcome back nice. from Florida. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all good things come to an end. That's true. That's true. Hey, you know, it, you know, sometimes this attorney general's office is kind of the gift that keeps on giving. We have an attorney general's office? We do. Oh. We don't know that the attorney general's over there. We don't know that they're doing anything. But, but all right, so this guy, Anthony uh, Patrick Hall, is accused of murdering a deputy sheriff, sheriff in Bibb County. A horrible thing that happened. Uh, he also uh, critically wounded another deputy. Mm -hmm. And so after that horrific event, mm -hmm. Marshall came out and said, well, this is why we don't need any more criminal justice reform, because this guy was released on good time. Mm -hmm. Well, what nobody seemed to point out until Alabama political reporter pointed it out is that this guy should not have been given good time at all, because he actually had escaped from jail, uh, from county jail a few years earlier, had been captured, was charged but no one ever did anything about it. It never went on his record that he had escaped, Josh. I mean, uh, this has nothing to do with criminal justice reform. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to suggest the possibility that the Department of Corrections somehow messed something up? Is that what you're saying? An entity that runs like a top on most every other day managed to mess something up in the paperwork of a guy? Get out of here. I, listen. I, I mean, it's just, tragedy resulted, but it's just like, geez, you can't. Yes. The guy escaped jail. How do you miss that? He was gone for like a month, stole a car, police car in <laughs> Oxford, and they never charged him. I mean, it's just, it, it's another example of... Uh, you know, how we, we do things in this state. Uh, we don't do things on the right end. And then we look for the easiest scapegoats on the backside of it. Most of the time, uh, those scapegoats just happen to fit into a political narrative that benefits the person that's spewing it. In this, in this case, Steve Marshall, who's against, you know, he's upended all sorts of criminal justice reform in the past uh, and has looked for excuses to try to continue to pack people into prisons and to hold them there instead of using the prisons for the corrections in which they are supposed to be used for. Um, and, you know, I... 
it, it, it goes back again to what sort of prison system do we want to run? Do we want it right. to be operational? Do we want it to function well? Do we want to take these people that are a part of our society and, and make them productive members of that society? Uh, or are we only interested in this punitive idea that's never really worked of just locking people up and forgetting about them? Right. Well, I mean, that, that takes it to a, a, an element of revenge. This, you know, we're locking people up as revenge on whatever they've done instead of trying to, you know, this is supposed to be a system where you're rehabilitating people uh, or correcting their behavior to make them more productive citizens in our communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're not paying attention, like here, uh, yeah. Paying attention, then that becomes a detrimental thing. Well, APR yes. was the only one to cover this story. We were the only ones that took time to yeah. actually find out what happened. Now, what the guy did was heinous, but of that course. he was released—that he was released—is on the Department mm-hmm. of Corrections, not yeah, a, the yeah. system, not not criminal justice system. Right. Exactly, and I think I think that's a, a point that a lot of people miss in these things is we what we want is for the system to work, and in this case, the system working here would have been to keep this person who uh, violated the law multiple times, including while he was incarcerated, to remain incarcerated because he clearly right. was not rehabilitated enough to come out into our society and right. be a free person. Right. Right. That's what working would have would have happened here. There are thousands of people. Thousands of prisoners that go into this system and are released on good time, and they go out and they don't do anything. They are reformed. Right. 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 Well, I, I, you, do you have anything else no, to add? No, no, there? no, no, no. I, I want to get to something that's just the, one of the most silly things that I've ever heard. Offensive. All right. So the Department of Corrections, uh, they, they've apologized for this, uh, but uh, during that execution at Hallman Prison, I mean, they're there putting a man this to week. death. Yeah. To death last week. Our, uh, and a reporter from AL.com shows up in a skirt and open toe shoes. Well, they say that her skirt is too short. The warden. The warden says the skirt is too short and they don't allow open toe shoes. Josh, she ended up in a, a waiting outfit, uh, you know, for fisherman's outfit mm-hmm. and everything because she was determined to go in. But this is. <clears throat> You know, they're concerned about just length of her skirt, Susan. This is so sexist. Would they ever turn a guy out for the color of his tie? Or his sleeves are too short? Or, I mean, exactly what would it harm mm-hmm. if you go into an execution if your skirt too, other than he wanted to, uh, he wanted to put her down. He wanted to make her feel inferior well, as a female reporter. If you take a look at this guy's uh, personnel report in there back in the 90s, he clocked the woman and knocked her out. Or, he oh. clocked the woman and, and busted her eardrum. Yeah, I don't know if he knocked her out, but busted. The, this guy who's now a warden hit a woman while he was a, a, a trooper. And, and This is not the only incident yeah. with him either. But, I mean, come on. If you're worried about the length of the skirt, women okay. should be worried about the length of your your reach <laughs> you know I, I i feel uh you know i feel bad 
that that this happened, uh, you know, to to the female reporters there, and and because it's it's a double standard, Susan's right, it's yeah. a double standard that that men don't don't have to put up with, you know, but but more importantly, it's it's arcane rules that that are arbitrarily enforced uh, by the Department of Corrections just so somebody can flex a little power. There was no exactly. th- these these rules, these dress codes are in place primarily for visitors who are going in to visit prison uh, right. prisoners right. there. That you know, right. th- this is not for going into the execution room, you know. Exactly. Uh, and the or the viewing room and and that's you know that it was used in that way you know one of the report one of the, uh, another female reporter there says she was forced to stand up while they you know eyeballed her skirt to see if it was short enough you know that that's what, what are we doing eyeballed her skirt yeah it, it, what are we it, it, doing that's the correct word josh i mean look uh you're putting a man to death yeah and you're worried about Open toe shoes. Anyway, there's nobody else, and there's not another prisoner in the area except for the one being executed. Well, we're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. There seems to be a new wave of aggressive driving lately. You see those people, they are the ones that are tailgating other people because they have to get through their destination now. Weaving in and out of traffic looks like they could care less about who's around them. There's no one else on the roadway. They're the only one there. Aggressive driving can be the difference between life and death. All because somebody thought they needed to be the front of the line and get there first. Slow down. Don't be the reason that someone else doesn't go home tonight. My dog Jupiter is frightened. When I climb too high, the owl said, Monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, I, I want to stick with this for a second. You know, we've got a deputy sheriff murdered because of failed paperwork. Mm -hmm. We got the nonsense of measuring women's skirts. And now we look back just recently over the weekend, not this past week, not this weekend, but the past weekend. Right. Four people died while in prison, incarcerated Men, not four. Four in a weekend. Four I in mean, a weekend. Come on now. Uh, we're looking at, we're, we're crushing uh, 30 dead prisoners, uh, and we're only in August. I mean, we're, we're getting really close to, to 30 in, in our correctional system. I mean, this is this is crazy. W- what are they actually doing here? Are they they, they not paying attention? Are, are, are things going on behind the scenes that we need to know about? Because this is a ridiculous number. Well, it's just, yeah, if, if there's things going on behind the scenes, you're never going to know about them because of our open records and uh, laws and, and, and the nature of uh, the secret of government that we allow here. And so, yeah, you know, listen, uh, I think we all know uh, we, we've all read the Department of Justice report. Um, on Alabama's prisons. Uh, we know yep. of what they do. Uh, we have seen, you know, these same people who are measuring skirts uh, to get into the execution room uh, have, you know, once classified uh, a multiple stab wound death of a prisoner accidental. Accidental yeah, death, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that's in the, the Trump 
Department of Justice report about Alabama's prisons, yeah. okay? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's a, again, what do we want to have here? We're paying millions and millions of dollars for this. What are we doing? <clears throat> I think we're doing nothing. Nothing. But I, we need to move on from that. Another, and this fits right in with this issue. You know, uh, when Donald Trump was president, they pushed through a federal uh, criminal justice reform act. Mm -hmm. They got that done. Jared Kushner, who was the son-in-law of Donald Trump, married to Ivanka Trump, he uh, he helped push that through, and so did Ivanka. Now he's he's written a book. It's going to be out. Jared Kushner's written book. It's going to be out soon. It's going to be called. I was busy with pardons. No, I don't think that's what it's called. But, <laughs> but anyway, he has a new book coming out in which he says that Jeff Sessions did everything he could to stop any criminal justice reform. He said, well, if the boy does the crime, he must do the time. So. That is so surprising to absolutely nobody. <laughs> um, you know, it's this is Jeff Sessions. If you told me, uh, the, the more shocking revelation here would have been, you know, we tried to do this criminal justice form, and, and our biggest ally was Jeff Sessions. You know, he really wanted to go in and, and, and create a system that was fair to the, uh, to the incarcerated men and women, especially the incarcerated men and women of color. Uh, but of uh -huh. course, that's not that's not who he is. He's the guy who believes that marijuana is a gateway drug and uh, that it must be prosecuted, and uh, you know, and that it's uh, and that we're there, there's no reform for some of these people. That you've got to be as harsh as possible, uh, especially yeah. if they're black. Uh, and you know, it, it's just, I, I, you know, this is his mo. He's the guy who upended equal funding in our public schools uh, when he was the attorney general of this state because that's what he does. I mean, next thing you know, Susan, somebody's going to accuse Jeff Sessions of locking up children at the border. Oh, what? No. Separating them from their parents? No, that would never happen. Oh, never no. Over 400 of those kids have been reunited with their families under the Biden administration, I'd like to point out. Thank God. Thank God for that. Uh, uh, moving on to the next little bit of nonsense and craziness. Electronic voting machine lawsuits uh, going to be heard in Montgomery. Uh, Linda Blanchard, Lindy Blanchard, and a few others have <clears throat> sued John Merrill and the election board saying that uh, our, our, our system is too dangerous. We need to go to paper ballot because Martians from outer space <laughs> can tap into it and transfer votes for Joe Biden uh -huh. from Donald Trump. Uh -huh. yeah. And the, the, the Martians have landed and they all have my, my pillow guy pillows with them. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think that's exactly the lawsuit, but it's as equally stupid. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, the, I don't know what more needs to happen than you say, I think the voting machines are hooked up to uh, Wi-Fi or the Internet or Bluetooth, and somebody say, no, no, they're not here. Look, they're not. And yeah. then you just go away. Why don't you just go away at that point? Because that's what's happened. And I don't, it's just, come on, Because people in the 2020 election still believe it was stolen. That's never going to go away. And they've got to figure out somehow to try to justify that. I mean, I mean, and, and you look at the machines, but, and, and they're not connected to the internet. No. You, can, you, can take the, you can take the guts out of them and everything, 
And they still go, oh, well, no, there's some way around that. Well, that's what I mean. That's where they've been tapped into by Martians. Of course. Mm -hmm. that's, well, that's uh, listen, have y'all been to a polling place and, and, and been around your normal registrar folks there? Yes. They can't connect yes. their phones to the Wi-Fi. That's <laughs> less than voting machines. Our, our, reg, our people would be our so people. hurt. No, but you know, we, we voted the I Believe Fire Station. Yes. <clears throat> which is about the size of our house, and yeah. uh, we don't have a big house. And I've known the people that are the poll, the, the the polling people there for all of my life. Yeah, well, not yet. Not uh, not yet. <laughs> but, They've known me since before I was born. Yeah. But they still make me show my ID. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a very and and look, you're right. That that's not happening. But we no. Get, but there's nothing you know, nefarious about the Ivy Fire Department. <laughs> If you want cheating, have paper ballots. Easiest way to cheat. Yep. Easiest way to cheat. One uh, for you, one for you, one for the garbage. One for you, yep, one for yep. you, one for the garbage. Yep. There you go. Yeah, want, I'm count those. I don't want people uh, hanging chads. Yeah, I don't want Remember people that. counting my yeah. ballot. I don't want I want machine count my ballot. Anyway, well, further disenfranchised voters. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Alabama. Have a nice yeah. day. Al, Al Gop has uh, confirmed, uh, John Wall has confirmed that the Alabama uh, Republican Party will have a resolution uh, to consider at their uh, summer dinner mm -hmm. to make it uh, so that you have to register to vote and they're going to close the primary. So if you're an independent or, or, or you, you don't want it to be party affiliated, Tough luck. You Guess can't what? Vote. I'm done with voting in primaries. I mean, yeah. that's what a lot of people are going to do. They're it, not going to vote. I, 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 I'm not well, and, and and listen, that's you know that that's your obviously your choice, but and that, that would be the choice of a lot of people, and a lot of people would just be squeezed out of that. Uh, but that then limits your choices for who yeah. you want as your representative, yeah. and yeah. exactly, it's, Which is it's what nonsense. They want. It's absolute yep. nonsense that we're going to have a bunch of guys in a back room somewhere picking who runs our government, even more so than they already do. Exactly. Yeah, and that's true. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. Your government at work. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama Politics. Throughout my career, I've seen many crashes, and a lot of the fatalities are from people who haven't worn their seatbelt. Cars have rolled over multiple times. I've had people end up in lakes, um, ravines. I've been looking for people in the woods for a couple hours before. Usually just about every bone in their body is broken, their organs have ruptured, and typically they die. You want to save a life, just simply click a button and put the seatbelt on. Seatbelts really do save lives. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kissed them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Speed is one of the biggest factors in a fatal car crash. Your car stops, but your body does not stop at the same time. Your body keeps going, you know, and that could be running into your seatbelt, that could be hitting the airbag, something has to stop it, and unfortunately it's something very hard. There have been times that we've come upon accidents where if people weren't speeding, they'd probably still be alive today. It's truly dangerous and it puts everybody at risk. There's just no point to it. This kind of stuff has got to stop.
Welcome back to The Beat, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, what is happening in Kansas? This past week, the people of Kansas voted overwhelmingly to keep abortion in that state. According to their constitution, uh, they have bodily autonomy, which the Supreme Court in, in 2019, their Supreme Court ruled that that meant that a woman had a right to an abortion. <clears throat> the voters went to the polls and voted saying that they wanted to keep abortion legal in, in, in Kansas. And the interesting thing was the way they wrote the referendum was that you had to vote no. Uh, so they had to vote no if you wanted to keep it. Hmm. Here's the interesting thing, really, though. Uh, 276,000 Democrats voted no. 464,000 Republicans voted no. 169,000 unaffiliated voters voted no for a total of 540,000 people. So it was Democrat and Republican alike, more heavily hmm. Republican than Democrat. Well, I mean, when you figure that in, Josh, I mean, it does show you that, uh, you know, they, they gave even Republicans a binary choice. You could either trust the legislature to do away with all abortion, <laughs> or you can keep the constitution that allows it. And, uh, you know, a, a no vote on that meant you kept the abortion legal. Right. Uh, I, I just wonder how that would play out if our legislature dared trust the voters. I mean, we are a democracy until you get to the legislature. Oh, no, we, we much prefer the smoky back room. Uh, listen, it, it's a, um, I, I think it's, it's a real signal uh, to, to Republicans out there now. And you've seen it, the reaction to this over the course of the last couple of days. And, yeah. um, and it is one of, I, I think, worry and dread about what's going to happen because there were a lot of things. Uh, there were a lot of components to this vote that are very bad news uh, for, for the Republicans who have pushed this thing. Uh, the, the turnout for a primary was through the roof. It was essentially yeah, a general huge. election uh, type turnout, which they didn't expect. Uh, you know, they, they did not expect to have uh, that level. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't barely get beaten. It got killed. Uh, as yeah. they say, uh, in, in there. And it was expected to, to pass. And so when you have that sort of a turnout unexpectedly and it goes against an issue like this in the way that that did, it signals to everybody that you there, there's a real problem here. Uh, and I think that real problem is, is people, you know, I, no matter how you feel about abortion, and there are a lot of, uh, you know, there are a varying uh, amount of attitudes towards abortion, okay? And, yeah. and I fall probably somewhere in the middle. Of, um, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of my more liberal friends don't like my stance on, on abortion. And, and that's, you know, it's fine. We're all entitled to what we believe on this. And uh, But I, I, I do where I fall is I think that ultimately the decision should be made by medical professionals, uh, and that the government should stay the hell away from it. Uh, medical professionals and their patients should be in charge of this. And I think when you start messing with those decisions, and, you know, between a, a patient and a doctor, people don't like it at all. I mean, uh, Susan, uh, we had a, a, a referendum that a few years ago, Alabama elected, chose to uh, declare itself a pro-life state. Mm -hmm. But when you look at numbers like this, this is people getting fired up to vote. Again, and I think the, 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 the pro-life movement, and they've done a great job over the years of building the case, of 50 years of building this case, but mm -hmm. they're, they're, the leadership of the pro-life movement 
has not had a plan for what happened after Dobbs. <clears throat> I mean, it's been six weeks. I know that's early on, but there should have been a plan in place to, to, to protect women, to, to find a middle ground somewhere where we can all live in peace. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of the a lot of that law has gone too far, especially with the one in the state of Alabama, where you're ignoring the welfare of the the, the mother, uh, hmm. you're ignoring you know emergency uh, ectopic pregnancies or rape and incest and all of that. And I think people, even pro-lifers, have an issue with that to some degree. Um, that it's it's beginning to affect the way it's been beginning to affect the way people think about this. Well, Josh, I mean, our AG has been asked to clarify yeah. what is what on this. And it seems like, uh, you know, of course, we know there's no exception for rape or incest, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, is distasteful <laughs> yeah. as it possibly can come. But the other side of it is our leaders aren't prepared to tell us what's next. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Alabama, if you look at the state, we rank 38th in uninsured women. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we we also rank 48th in maternal mortality. That means we're 48th in women dying right. during pregnancy. They die. Right. Uh, and 48th in infant mortality, meaning mm -hmm. children die. But mm -hmm. we have no plan. But don't forget, no. forget 48% in child, no, number 48 in child Poverty Child, as well, yeah. as well. But we, yeah, we it's have a, no it, plan. No, no, we've never had a plan, and we knew this was coming. I mean, we look at all the time and effort we put into these various abortion bills, and you know, it's just like the uh, the referendum that we had a few years ago. You know, people will bring that up and say the state voted for that. No, they didn't. They they, they were essentially dogs chasing cars at that point. You never expected to catch it, you know. <laughs> and that, that's what happened has happened here. They never expected to catch the car. Uh, you know, and that they overturned Roe uh, here, it, it just exposes this idea that they never expected that law to be overturned. And so they've done nothing. They've done nothing to protect anybody from anything. And there's all these questions out. Uh, you know, the uh, minority leader, Anthony Daniels, has asked Steve Marshall to clarify the law on behalf of doctors, you know, just, just to help the doctors understand what they're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. I, I talked to, uh, on our podcast, we interviewed uh, Mia Raven, who runs the powerhouse in Montgomery and, and works at the women's clinic there. Uh, she said that she has been told by their attorneys not to even give advice to women because that could be a felony under Alabama's laws. Uh, you know, not to give advice on where they could go to get help for their pregnancy. It, it's just, it, we have so many questions and we've put right. women in such an awful state in this. Well, it, 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 and again, we need leadership to come forward and help yeah. try to solve this problem. They need to and be focused on pro-life and, and these numbers of making sure that women, if they're gonna be pro-life, let's be honest here, take yeah. care of the mothers, take care of the children after they're born. Think that through. Expand please. Medicaid. Well, we've got to get some clarity. There are people living in fear. It doesn't matter which side you fall down on that issue. If you're pro-life right now, you're hurting the people you really care about because they're not getting the help they need. Exactly. So let's think that through. Yeah. All right, we're gonna to have to leave it right there. You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us, because we watch them.